0: Thank you, Father God, for a new day. Thank you for being our God. I thank you for allowing me to speak your word to others, to let them know that Jesus Christ is King, Jesus Christ is Lord, and without Him, they will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you. We thank you. We're very appreciative of you being in our lives. I pray right now for the children. Of the, the believers, the children of the Most High God that love, know, and believe in you and your Son. And the Holy Spirit and allows them, and, and the ones that allow the Holy Spirit to use them. Holy Spirit, use us, use us, use us, use us, and and show us, and teach us, lead the way. Holy Spirit, the real Hakodesh of the Most High God, lead the way. You show us the path, you light it up, and we'll follow we don't want to do anything that is out of order. We don't want to do anything that God did not ordain. Hallelujah. And we lift up all of the prayer requests of the people that we received before this moment right now. And we know that We won already. We read the end of the book. We know that all believers have won already, already won. We just have to have patience and hang on, hold on to God's unchanging hand. Father God, I ask that you give people, your people, the strength and the vitality that they need in this life to make it through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' holy name, thank you, Father, for all your miracles. Thank you for the healings. Thank you for guiding us. Thank you for guarding us and your angels to watch over us and guard us. We are pleased in you. And we just want you to be pleased with us as well. In Jesus' holy name, amen, amen. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Um, This is Reverend Nessie New Birth Ministries, and I'm coming... At you today with a new word from the book of Psalms, Psalms 1, Psalm 1, Amen. And a lot of you might remember this because a lot of us when we were in uh, <laughs> in uh, church, early church, um, kids church, you know, um, children's ministry, and some of us even taught children's ministry, I was one of them, um, I like, taught a couple of them actually, um, throughout my ministering days. And um, we were taught to remember this, to remember scripture. You know, back in the day, you were taught to remember scripture. Keep your mind stayed on Jesus Christ and not on Nintendo and not on cartoons and not on, you know, a pair of new Jordans. You know what I mean? So (laughs) we were taught the word. Amen. Um, Or nowadays, they even have this crazy music with bad words and all kind of filth and negativity in it. What the children need to do today is to learn the Word of God. Their Word, they're they're actually learning Jesus. You heard me say it before, Jesus is the Word in print. Amen. Jesus, the Word, the Bible is Jesus. So instead of teaching, letting children learn out there in the street on their own and allowing them to learn from this world system, you don't want your children to learn from this world system. Amen. You want your children to learn the Word of God. And the very first one, I want to say the first one, unless it was uh, Psalm 23, uh, Blessed is the man, I mean, no, that's uh, one. Uh, the Lord uh, the uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Okay, those are two, that one, and Psalm 1, we had to learn. And it reads like this. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in a season. His leaf also shall not weather, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which a wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous, and righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly are going to perish." For sure. For sure. And amen. Amen. God is telling us here uh, in the book of Psalm 1, in the book of Psalms, uh, Psalm 1, that saints, the difference between saints and sinners. Amen. And he says, blessed is the man. This is a contrast between the righteous and the wicked. Blessed is a man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, first of all, that's telling you that you do not go to witches, you do not go to worldly counselors first, you do not go to um, the Ouija board, horoscopes, that cards, tarot cards, none of that kind of stuff. It's blessed as a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, amen. And, and and too many people can't wait to get their. How many people do you remember when you were younger? Maybe you know some relatives or something, and they they couldn't wait to get their newspaper so they could read their horoscope, right? And there's people that really really depended on that horoscope. Amen. You know, or how many people do you know paid hundreds of dollars to uh, to a, a tarot card reader or or or, or someone that you know burns? I I once saw up in the, the town that I near where I lived at. And there was a lady. It's a t- Believe it or not, she was up by the state police building in Washington, PA. And this woman burned candles. You could actually pay her like two or three hundred dollars, and she would burn a candle that would represent the person that you wanted to come to you or fall in love with or whatever. And you know that's crazy. I'm sorry. That's just that's ignorant. That's evil, and that is crazy. And can you only imagine some of the people that wanted to burn a candle in the representation of their loved one, the one that they loved, who was already married to somebody else? So, see, you know, that's a sin. you know, tarot cards and, and Ouija boards. People get into Ouija boards and they play around with Ouija boards and they think that it's cute. And you always see kids you know, laughing about it. And, and they say, oh wow, we put our hands on it and it moved by itself. A uh, Duh, yeah, it's going to move by itself because it's being run by the wor- the council of the world, demons. It's being run by evil spirits. Why not just open up? The, the Bible has every answer to every any question that you could ask God. Amen. Amen. That's evil counsel. That is ungodly, ungodly counsel. Why can't you just go to a minister? You know, we, why, can't, why can't we just go to a minister or our pastor or a deacon or, you know, um, somebody who's in a ministry somehow, you know, or find one? You know, or call somebody's TV station, somebody's Christian television stations. Call them. They have their, they've had their one eight hundred number up for years. And by now, people should recite these numbers. Call and have somebody pray for you. Have somebody that's been baptized in the Holy Spirit to pray for you. There's a difference between, you know, um, being uh, the difference between salvation, being saved. And being baptized in the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of people who are saved, okay? And they, they repented and asked Jesus to forgive them. they forgiven for their sins, but they have yet to experience the Holy Spirit, to invite the Holy Spirit into them, okay? And so be careful of who you ask to pray for you, Okay? So you want somebody who has the Holy Spirit because all throughout the New Testament we see where disciples laid hands on people and after they laid hands on people the people were filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. That is your that gives you your heavenly language. That's very important. When you have your heavenly language, the devil doesn't know what you're talking about. You've heard me say that a million times. But it's very true. Okay, get the, I've even heard preachers and teachers say that they've I mean they're older folks. You would think they wouldn't say this, but I heard them say that they've never had the Holy Spirit. An example they never had a uh, experience with the Holy Spirit, and that's sad. Teaching the Bible and never had an experience. With the Holy Spirit, that means that they were not endued with the power from above, as the disciples were when Jesus told them, "Help! I'll be back." Amen. That's not the Terminator. And Jesus Christ. He said, "I'll be back," and when I come back, I'm going to endue you with power. Uh, a mighty power, and he did, he came back, and he filled them with the Holy Ghost, amen, he blew on them, and they got the Holy Ghost, and and, and it came as fire, tongues of fire, and then the disciples went around, and they touched everybody, and healed everybody, and healed hearts, and, and health, and households, and finances, and everything else, amen, and get this, they even taught the Apostle Paul about Jesus, After his road to Damascus experience, whenever he was blinded, okay, a a lot of people, I've never heard anybody say too much of this, but a lot of people don't realize this, but after Paul had his road to Damascus experience and he was blinded, and Ananias had to go touch him and fill him with the, what, Holy Spirit, amen, then Paul became a believer. And he had to learn from the disciples, see? This is why you have to sit under somebody who can teach you. None of us, okay? Like I'm talking to you, I have people talk to me the same way. I listen to teachers. I listen to preachers. I'm not, you know, I haven't arrived. We all need to have counsel, see? Godly counsel, folks. You need somebody to teach you. And, every, you know, everybody says, well, the Apostle Paul wrote most of the New Testament. The Apostle Paul this and the Apostle Paul that. Yeah, that's awesome. God bless him. But he learned from the disciples that walked with Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He had godly counsel. And he was already extremely smart, anyhow he was in the legal you know the legal field and and he knew that he was book- smart, book smart and all that and 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 he learned about jesus and boy he you combine street smart you combine book smart and you you combine uh, experience good teaching, and there's nothing a holy ghost mix that Hey, there is nothing you cannot conquer amen reach for wisdom. I'm going to tell you all that right now. Look for wisdom. And wisdom is not always the person that has the longest tie, okay, or the, or the fittest suit. Amen. Don't look on the outside for wisdom. You'd be surprised where you could get wisdom from. Amen. Amen. You know, we have uh, Jesse Duplantis. I love Jesse Duplantis, okay? And he tells a lot of jokes, and he tells a lot of his experiences throughout life. And he's funny. The man makes people laugh. He's just gifted at it. But he also loves the Lord very, very much, you know? So, and he uses his past experiences to to, to uplift and to encourage people and to edify and make people feel good. And at the same time, talk about the Lord. What a blessing, <laughs> I wish I can do that. You know, what a blessing. Amen. You know, so people might, some people may call him, a, oh, he's just a fool. He's always giggling and laughing all the time. And, and, oh, I, I don't like him and this and that. And all he talks about is money. and bla- But the man is blessed. If I had that much money and I was able, and if I was, this is what we should all, you know, strive for to be debt free. The disciples and Jesus was Jesus, Judas had the bag. Judas carried the money. And every time somebody needed something, they asked Judas for it. <laughs> Jesus wasn't poor. So what's up with all of these religions saying that Jesus was poor? He wasn't poor. Amen. So let's get godly counsel. Let's keep our joy. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is your what? Thank you. Strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So just like David said in the Old Testament, he said, oh, my soul, my soul, why, why art thou downcast? You know, David was like, what's up with me? Why am I depressed? OK, get godly counsel. Don't allow you guard your soul. See, we're bought. We are we are three part being. We're body, soul and spirit. Your soul is sitting down inside of you waiting for your spirit. To, 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 and your body to take care of it while you are here. Guard your soul. Amen. And anytime your soul, which is what? Mind, will, and emotions. Anytime you begin to feel a little depressed, things aren't going your way, or you're upset about something, or you, the devil keeps whispering to you, telling you, you are nothing, you'll never be anything, nobody likes you, and they're not listening to you. She hates you, he hates you. Every time that mess starts to hit you, guard your soul and just simply tell him, "The Lord rebuke you, Satan." The Lord rebuke you. Okay, and it's over. Eat it. Now look, if the uh, if the if the archangel Michael, okay, think about it—a big, huge, strongest, probably the strongest one of all angels. If the archangel Michael said to him, the Lord rebuke thee, who are we to hold a conversation with him? <laughs> right? Does that make sense? All these people always want to hold a conversation with the devil. Don't hold a conversation with the devil. Even Michael said, the Lord rebuke thee. When they were, it just says in the Bible, when they were arguing over the body of, of Moses, Michael just came out and said, the Lord rebuke thee. Amen. So that's what you do, too. Whenever you're starting to feel depressed and things aren't going your way, things aren't going right, just say the Lord rebuke you. And guess what? He got to go. Amen. He got to go. Hallelujah. Why? Because the God in you is talking to him. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's seek godly counsel. And you'll be blessed. That's the way God's telling you, verse 1: blessed is the man that. Okay? And it doesn't walk in the counsel uh, of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners. That means don't be hanging with, look, don't hang with somebody, okay, and associate yourself with people that you know is going to possibly bring you down, because believe me, they will one day. You keep hanging with some bad people and you're going to pick up their ways. You're going to sway. You're going to be a double-minded person. The Bible, what does the Bible say about the double-minded man? He's unstable in what? All his ways. Amen. You don't want to be double-minded. Amen. So don't stand in the way of sinners. Okay? Oil and water don't mix. Dark and light don't mix. Amen. God made you the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world, child of God. You are the light of the world. Bright light is not gray. Okay? Light and dark make gray. Are you gray? That's why all these people on TV, uh, well, you see people online and stuff, and they show pictures of these dark clouds and they're gray and, and, and silver and stuff like that. And I'm like, I, t- I try to tell people, I don't mean to pop anybody's bubble, but I try to tell people. Look, that's not an angel, honey. I know it might have wings and it might look like an angel when it's up in the sky. <laughs> that thing's dark. When you see an angel, you're going to know you saw one. Every time you heard in the New Testament somebody saw an angel, well, uh, uh, there's angels that look like men, too. There's different kinds of angels, earthly angels and heavenly angels. But every time somebody saw a heavenly angel, it's th- you notice the Bible always says they fell to their face They fell to the ground on their face or they fell on their knees. An angel had to tell them, stand back up, honey. He wasn't great. Those angels aren't gray. They're beautiful. They're the brightest white. They're whiter than the white that we see with our own eyes. They're God's white. And you are the light of the earth. Amen. And then verse two says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, does he meditate day and night? And his, our delight, our interest should be in those things of God. Amen. Our interests should be in those things of God, not the things of the world. Amen. Hallelujah. Our interests should be in godly things. I am so tired of people saying Christianity is boring. The Bible is boring. Hey, you know the people that say that their lives are boring. What they need to do is sit down and read it and learn how to serve the Lord, and allow Him to give them joy. Amen. Our delight should be in the law of the Lord. It should be the in the in the Word. Our de- we should want to read the Word. That you know, it gets me whenever I hear people say, well, "I just can't." I don't know. I just I try. I read like two scriptures a night. I'm like, two you wait, hold up. Okay. So your friends call you on the telephone, right? Your friends call you on the telephone and you talk for how long? (laughs) I remember back in, back in the day when I was younger, I had a friend, I had a couple friends and we would eat on the phone, laugh and talk on the phone, cry, discuss everything, gossip, did everything on the phone. Amen. And then look down at the phone. By the time we hung up was three or four hours later. I don't know if any of you out there remember that or if I was the only person that did that. We could be on the phone. We lived on the phone. How many, how many times you've heard grown people say, what are you going to do, live on that phone? Yes, we lived on the phone. So if you can give gossip and telephones and whatever, all that time, you could give God some time too to read his work, you know. There, I, I just, I, am sorry. I just don't, I don't understand people to say, well, I read two scriptures a week, you know, or a ch- a chapter a week or two scriptures a, a night. You know, it's nice that you're reading. Okay, don't be wrong, but come on now, you know, get off the bottle, get off the bottle and eat the hamburger, right? You know, let's start studying the word. Because that's where your delight is. That's where your happiness is. Your happiness should be in the the law, in the word, God's word. And it says, and in his law, doth he meditate day and night. We're talking about the blessed man now. If you want to be blessed, meditate on God day and night. Okay, which means, okay, we understand that you know you can't do it all day long every hour because people that work their minds have to focus on whatever the boss is telling them to do. When you're typing, you've got to focus on whatever you're typing. You're supposed to be typing. When you answer the phone, okay, let's say you work at a, a phone company, you got you got to talk to other people, right? So what this means is just keep switching your mind back to God. Don't allow your th- it's a word for somebody I can feel it. Don't allow your thoughts to tell you what to think or tell you what to do. Think on God at all times. When, 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 In the middle of the day, whenever your thoughts tell you, let's say you're not getting along with somebody at that time, or you have a bad conversation on the phone or something or whatever, in you know, a little argument, a little disagreement or something, and then something comes in your mind and says, well, you know, you've always been like this all your life. You can't get along with anybody. You bind that stuff. You said, the devil is a liar. I bind you in Jesus' name. You are a liar. God says, and then start telling that evil, whatever it is, what God said you are. You are not what it says you are or what He said you are. Amen? That means meditating day and night. That means reading and, and quoting and speaking in tongues. We have, hey, look, believers, we have too much to do to act like we're bored. You can speak in tongues I speak in tongues a lot. I speak in tongues so much. People think I'm talking to myself and I don't really care because I like it. I love it, actually, because I don't know what I'm saying, (laughs) but God does. And guess who else doesn't know? Exactly. The devil. He doesn't know what I'm saying. Can you imagine? You know how people draw cartoons? Just think of this cartoon, right? Okay. You can see a person standing at the kitchen sink. All right, and they're walking through their house, their their living room, and their kitchen, and whatever they're getting coffee ready or something, and and, they, and and it's all kind of like spirits, evil little devils standing around them or whatever. Not necessary. Don't get me wrong; they're not little, they're not babies. Some of them are small. They're different sizes. Okay, but imagine seeing being able to see them on this cartoon, all this evil around this person, and they can't see them. They don't know they're there, right? <clears throat> and and that. They they begin to um, they begin to whisper things to this person. Amen. They begin to whisper things to this person and tell this person negative things. Amen. All that person has to do, okay, to kick the devil to the curb, kick all them evil spirits to the curb is start praising the Lord, speaking in tongues. Keeping your mind stayed on Jesus, which is what meditating day and night. Meditating day and night, right? Just keep your mind stayed on Jesus. Start praising the Lord, sing a little praise song. I give glory to your name, oh Lord, glory to your name, oh Lord. For your name is great and greatly to be praised. Amen. And, wh- I'm, and now, as you're looking at that cartoon, you all, what do you see? All you see is all these dark, evil spirits splitting, getting ghosts. <laughs> no, no pun intended. Getting ghosts. Because they can't stand, the devil can't stay around a person who praises God and worships God. Amen. The Bible says God dwells in what? The blank of his people. God dwells in the blank of his people. What's the blank? The praises of his people. Amen. Praise him. And now when you're looking at that cartoon, that drawing and that person walking through their house in the, the living room in the kitchen with the coffee and stuff, it's empty, gone, clean. Amen. Angels of the Lord standing there now have taken their place. Amen. Amen. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of the water that bring the fruit in the season. His leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever. Whatever he's going to do is going to prosper. You are, go, It says, and you're going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of the water. You know what happens to a tree when it's planted by the water? It is one of the healthiest trees you have ever encountered upon. Because the roots, the roots go deep. Okay. Any plant. Okay, the roots go deep and and gets the water from under earth or goes up. The roots grow towards the river and that tree is constantly, constantly nourished, constantly. And this is what happens to you. You'll be like it says you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. It means you're going to be constantly nourished that brings his fruit, brings forth his fruit in his season Okay, you're not gonna be like the the dry, withered up. Remember, Jesus had to curse the fig tree because it had the, it the, it had leaves on it, and he thought there was figs on it because fig trees grow backwards. I think the the leaves the figs come out first, and the leaves come out. And when you see the leaves, Jesus all automatically thought there was fruit on the tree. So he went over. There's no fruit on this tree. Okay, and so he cursed and it dried up. Amen. So you, you don't be like the <laughs> the dried up fig tree. Be like the tree planted by the river of the water. Let your roots soak in the Holy Spirit. Let your roots soak in the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Stand by the river. Amen. Hallelujah. And your fruit will come out in its season. Okay, that means you don't do things, don't jump a ho- ahead of the Holy Spirit and do your own thing. You do God's thing. And God's timing will be the best thing for you. And whatever you lay your hands to do is going to prosper. Amen. Bless those that you are around. Okay, and you will get blessed. There's too many people, you know, I've been in ministry for years, since I guess 1992. 91 or something i've been i've been in ministry for years and um it's almost you don't want to say this but i have run into most of the time that i've been in ministry i have noticed that people just don't like to give that's why you guys that give the ones that are listening to do because all of them don't but the certain ones that do give god bless you mightily Amen. I I wish you a hundredfold. I I I decree and declare right now in Jesus' name that God's going to give you hundredfold blessings with an S. Amen. Because you don't know how much I appreciate that. Okay. But most of my ministry life, I, people just don't give. People don't give anymore. They close their hands up. Amen. And then um, they 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 won't bless you. They want you to bless them, but they won't bless you. And I've ha- I've had I've I've had people listen to me uh, for years and years and and some of them never gave a dime, didn't even try. And I'm not beating it over anybody's head, but I mean, the Bible says, "Don't don't muzzle the ox that treads out the corn," and you know the corn. And I, am I not the ox that's treading out the corn? Amen. Do I not get up every Sunday morning at, at, at whatever o'clock? so that I could be prepared for 10 a.m., okay, to bring the Word to you. Amen. And honestly, the whole time I've been in ministry, I think I've only um, used pre-recording. Sometimes I'll do a pre-recording, okay, um, uh, if there's something real important going on in my life, or if there's something going on around me in my vicinity, and I know I'm not going to have the privacy to do it, you know, that at that time on a Sunday morning. Yeah, sometimes I have pre-recordings and I put on a pre-recording and I've only done it, I'd say, the whole time I've been doing blog talk radio. Uh, in fact, before I even got on blog talk radio, I've been doing this for years. Wiz IQ. I don't know if some of you guys remember Wiz IQ. We had some we had people from all around the world get saved, Colombia and Salvador and everything else. And, and we had people all around the world getting saved. I love Wiz IQ, but they're charging so high now, you know, but um, I've only pre-recorded about maybe six, maybe under ten, put it that way, okay? Because I love fresh work. I love fresh work, you know? And sometimes things come up against me where I can't. You know, and so it's nice to just have those pre-recordings on there. And all it is is what I'm doing now, just talking. You know, I'll talk and and I'll I'll preach something in the Bible, whatever, a good word, and just hold it. How do you say (laughs) I use this word, but stand by. Okay, it's on standby in case something should come up. Amen. But I want the word of God to get out. Amen. Amen. Bless those around you and God will bless you. See, so a lot of these people I was saying about people who don't give, they wonder why things aren't happening in their life. They wonder why they don't have money for gas. They wonder why they can't pay their bills because their hand is too tight. You ever see people that's asking? I, I knew a couple of people in my life and they asked and asked and asked and asked all of their life. They always needed something. They were needy. They have what, what you know, we preachers call sometimes a needy spirit. You ever see somebody with a needy spirit? They always need something, but they won't give you a penny. And I had a friend, and she always wanted, well, I, I had to take her food, and I had to help her with her bills and her rent and everything else. And, and then she, it was real weird how she would do something. she I don't know what you would call it, like showing off or something. But when she finally got like a $200 credit card, when she was finally approved for a $200 credit card, she would call me and brag about it. And, and one time she asked me if I wanted to go out and eat. I'll never forget it. My daughter can tell you. And so me, my daughter, and my son took her. We went out to eat at um, um, the and Onion place, um, whatever it's called. Um, we went out to eat there, and we thought she was, because she was bragging so much about this $200 credit card, you know, she said she was going to take care of everything, right? She ate two plates. She's a big eater. She ate two plates and then and paid for her plates while we were sitting there eating, and then came back, and and I said, um, well, when it was time to go, you know, I said, well, you got your, you have your card, you know. And she said, what do you mean? I, oh, I already paid for mine. You didn't, you can't pay for yours. And I was stuck. Me and my kids were stuck. She she uh, outback. She we took us to this big, you know, outback's kind of expensive. Got good food. Busy. And she took us there and said, now how are you gonna pay for yours? <laughs> she just never gave me anything, you know be careful for people like that, you know. I like to bless people. Hallelujah. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff with the chaff. Okay, which the wind drives away. That's just the stuff outside. It below you just see little white things blowing and stuff outside. The wind blows and it blows so easy. It goes east, west, north, and south. And the ungodly are like that. They're just everywhere. They just they have no direction, child. You know, we have to have direction in our life. Amen. The wind just blows them all over the place. Insecure, or insecure people, ungodly people are insecure. And th- therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in judgment, nor sinners in a congregation. Uh, uh, wait. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. Yeah. Nor sinners in a congregation of the righteous. Uh, there is a separation there. The last judgment. Amen. They are going to hear something that they did not want to hear. I do not want to hear Jesus say, Get away from me, you wicked thing. I know you not. No, I never, ever, I will do anything to please the Lord because I do not want to go to that place where the wicked people are going to go. I'm not one of them. You should say that too. I'm not one of them. If you're saved and you accept Jesus, as your Savior, and you're trying, you're trying to live your righteous life the best you can. okay? you're studying the word and everything. You just you're not going to go. Amen. The ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in a seat in a, in a congregation of the righteous. The sinner is not co- now you might have some weeds in your congregation. every church does, every ministry does. You might have some weeds in your congregation, but God is an awesome de-weeder. He got three mb beat, amen. And all them companies, he got, he's an awesome D weeder. He the Bible says I believe want to say it's a Revelation. The Bible says he's gonna send the reaper. He said he told him said send it. and somebody asked him you want us to take the the tear away from the wheat and you just take pull them up out of there and God said no. He said let them sit and and, and in due time he said I will send the reapers to gather them, amen. So. No, they're not going to sit in a congregation of the righteous and think they're going to hide behind us. Amen. You know, you people out there that's not living a righteous life, you might think you're cute and you might think you're getting away with things. And some of you might be sitting under ministry. Some of you, your your, your parents or your, your grandparents or your relatives or something might be in a ministry and you think you're you're saved because they're saved. You think that, that what if you're blessed because they're blessed. Look, if you don't accept it for yourself. Okay, nobody can get saved and live a righteous life for you. You have to do it yourself. You're not going to sit in a congregation of the righteous. righteous. Last verse. And I'm through. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. God knows everything. Simply put, that's what it's saying. God knows the way of the righteous. He knows his own. God knows his own. Because he lives in them. How is he? God's not schizophrenic, right? God's not schizophrenic. He lives in the righteous. So therefore he knows them. Amen. But the way of the ungodly shall perish. That is the end of the wicked. That's the wicked are just going to perish and be no more. Does God live in you? Are you saved? Amen. Does he live in you? If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior and you feel like you want to do it now, God bless you. Just repeat after me and say this. I repent, Jesus, of my sins. Please forgive me. I accept you as my Savior and my Lord. Thank you for dying on a cross just for me. Now I'm ready to learn everything I can about you. I love you, Jesus. Amen. And that's it. Welcome to the family of God. Don't forget, meditate. You know, your delight is in the Word. Your delight is in the Bible. Okay? No more pornography books and no more gossip mags. And Okay? <laughs> right. Read the Bible. Hallelujah. God bless you. And thank you for coming on. God bless you keep you, make His face to shine upon you, give you His grace, hallelujah, and give you beautiful, beautiful peace. Amen. Go in Jesus' name. Reverend he's signing off. Have a beautiful day. God bless.